This podcast is brought to you by Civic Tech Innovation Network in partnership with Voice of Vids. everybody, welcome to the Civic Tech in Africa podcast. My name is Natim Gregua and we're so happy to have you join us again. Parliamentary monitoring sites allow citizens to keep an eye on the people in power. They make it easy to find out who represents you, what's being debated and how members have voted. Mzalendo Trust, located in Kenya, is a non-partisan entity that keeps an eye on Kenyan parliament with a mission to facilitate public participation in parliamentary processes through information sharing, research and networking. In today's episode, we are talking to Philip Gichana about this tool. We're going to look at how effective this tool is, how the public responds to it, how the media benefits from information shared on this platform. But most importantly, we'll be talking about the interesting processes of data collection and visualization that happens in the background. Zalendo Trust are one of the grantees in the Charter Project Africa initiative. The Charter Project Africa is a three-year pan-African initiative supporting civil society to promote the continent commitments contained in the African Charter on Democracy, Elections and Governance. This charter is a Central African Union policy document that aims to advance democratic governance in African Union member states. Please check out today's show notes to learn more about Nzalendo Trust and the Charter Project Africa. But before we begin, I want to tell you that this podcast episode is co-funded by the European Union. Its contents are the sole responsibility of the Charter Project Africa and not necessarily reflect the views of the European Union. Now, let's welcome today's guest who is joining from Kenya. Philip Kichana is the Head of Policy and Partnerships at Zalendo Trust. He is also a legal specialist, a senior policy advisor, and a human rights officer. Philip, welcome. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I am so happy to have you join us here today. I want us to start talking about Zalino Trust immediately and sort of look at what was the inspiration behind the beginning of this this platform? All right. Um, Zalino Trust, uh, as a way of introduction, is a parliamentary monitoring organization. Uh, based in Kenya, uh, our offices in Nairobi, the capital city, and our work is is essentially, you know, to ensure that the public uh, gets to know uh, what the elected leaders, uh, uh, the elected leaders get to do uh, when they are they are they're transacting their business in the house. And as such, we use various tools and platforms to ensure that, uh, you know, the public uh, is able to follow through. They're able to question uh, some issues when some policy decisions, some legislative policy and legislative decisions are taken by members of parliament, then their members are able to know and uh, and, and question. Uh, this has been done over the years. Mzalendo Trust starts, uh, started as a, uh, as a website. Uh, but over the years, um, the Lender Trust has grown, uh, you know, in terms of uh, the scope that it was, uh, the work that it was doing. And it has proceeded uh, to have a number of initiatives that ensure that uh, citizens participate in their governance and uh, their participation in politics in Kenya. Right. I'm so interested in sort of the specifics around this platform, around how it works. And I imagine people who listen to this podcast are very interested in how things work. When I went to your website, I saw that there is a there's a filter where you can sort of look for people who are in parliament, the representatives in parliament. So it takes you to somebody's bio and you're able to read about them and things. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of the features that are on the platform? 
Yeah, uh, one of the features uh, on on our platform is that uh, we give members uh, members of the public. If you visit our, our our platform, is that you are able to see the profiles of the members of parliament. So, if you want to know uh, the background, uh, what kind of education these members of parliament have, you are able to go there and you are able to get all that information. The platform further offers an opportunity uh, for citizens to also follow through uh, the, legislat the legislative, uh, essentially the bill tracker. They are able to know uh, what is being transacted in parliament. Uh, immediately the order paper is, is out. Uh, we ensure that uh, citizens get to know and can count, can see the various legislations that parliament is debating, the various motions, uh, petitions uh, and all that. So we ensure that uh, citizens also follow through uh, that and are able to interact. When it comes to the issue of uh, legislation, you'll also find uh, on our website, we we get all those legislations that are being are under various stages of parliament. There is an opportunity for a citizen to just uh, go on that platform and make his comments on the various legislations. Uh, that time when we we, we usually uh, follow through parliament during the time they advertise, uh, you know, they advertise uh, the various bills that are due for debate or public participation. We applaud them and invite citizens to make their comments. So we normally take those comments, uh, reduce the comments into memorandums, uh, memorandums that we get to share uh, with parliament, uh, uh, with the current parliament. Uh, they normally have their normal, uh, their website, um, their, their, their email addresses where we compile and uh, share that uh, website. Uh, to that to that email, sorry. Uh, but if you look further, there is also a process that we recognize that not everybody is able to is able to access uh, internet as such. Uh, we don't have a hundred percent internet coverage in the country, so we are alive to that. To that, so we do have a USSD code that somebody can go there. Uh, we put uh, what we call a bonga namzalendo, bonga namzalendo. In so in it is a Kiswahili word that means speak to Mzalendo. So when you go there, you are able to you know uh, respond to the various bills, make your comments known uh, about a legislation. Then that is also uh, work that we do. We reduce those comments and able to you know compile them in a proper memorandum and share that with the with the relevant uh, office, which is normally the clerk's office. So the same is submitted to the relevant committee uh, for their discussion and further uh, and uptake uh, uh, during deliberations, during the public participation sessions. And, and I imagine there is a, a, a data collection process that happens in the background where, and, and maybe you should tell, tell us a little bit about, you know, do we have collaboration from people in parliament who are offering this information for free, or is the open data that's being provided to Mzalendo to then provide to the public? How do you sort of go about the, the data collection process? So we have developed I forgot to say the Hansard. We've developed some tool that also looks at the Hansard and is able to put it in a, in a user-friendly way uh, from the parliamentary website provided for uh, by parliament. The problem uh, sometimes becomes the interaction uh, with the citizens, with the parliament is shared. So we try in, in, in the 
best to ensure that we collect the, that data, we simplify it in a way that it is easier for consumption, and then we are able now to share that with the public. Most of the information, uh, in the, the Kenyan parliament essentially provides most of the information, apart from some of the, uh, uh, apart from uh, maybe some parliamentary committee reports, which sometimes take too long. So sometimes we have to do have uh, get in touch with the various personnel and offices uh, that we have a very close working relationship to get this information as quickly as is possible so that the the public is able to engage on that. Right, right. And and so in your opinion, this data that you receive is, is really reliable? Is it the most reliable information that you are able to get? Yeah, uh, we've never had uh, any information from Parliament that is not uh, reliable, that we can't authoritatively uh, share with the public. Uh, not yet in, in the time of served the organization. We The data we receive is always reliable that can be shared to the public. Right. Yeah. And I imagine, so the presentation is, is very important. I mean, so for people to be able to consume, people who are, you know, layman um, to be able to consume. So what are the most important things for you to be able to, to give to the public? So when you are now taking the data that you get from parliament, what are the most important things that people want to know about? You are right in the sense that uh, sometimes, and most of the times really, the information you get from parliament would uh, mostly be very bulky. So if, uh, for example, you look at a legislation, you likely to have a legislation that uh, that really is, uh, is for example, maybe uh, the, the smallest one I can pages, uh, and the biggest one you can find, it goes to 250 pages. So that's a lot of information for the public to take in. Yes. So what we do is is just analyze. We look at the most important parts of the legislation. We capture we capture those ones, and we 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 are able to, for example, just do a, a brief summary of uh, what the whole legislation is about. But I liked the various sections that are likely to be to affect uh, the citizens. Unfortunately, in public participation, people, uh, as as our experience has been, is people participate on the areas they feel, uh, you know, touch their day to day lives. So we try to ensure that uh, in every aspect uh, we're looking at, uh, for example, our legislation, those key areas that are likely, uh, you know, to affect citizens, and put put it out there. So if we go back uh, and, for example, get uh, to a platform where we say Bonga Namzalendo, you see the questions are, you know, uh, just pinpointing to the key specific provisions, for example, that uh, are likely to, to 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 impact on the lives of people. Right. And so I want us to talk a little bit about that uh, feedback from the public, right? They have things that they're very much interested in. Are you seeing quite a lot of that feedback? I know Numza Lender has been around for, for, for a bit now. Uh, what sort of feedback are you seeing from the public? And do you know in sort of specific terms what the most interesting topics are for the public? Yeah. Uh, what we found out is that uh, the issue of budgets is something that uh, Kenyans are very keen on. So we try and ensure that uh, all the financial related bills are, 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 are properly shared on our platforms. So 
budgeting, finance and budgeting become a very critical area. And lately, over the years now, the issue of public debt has been coming out very strongly. So citizens are very keen to know uh, when uh, when parliament is discussing issues to do uh, with public debt, uh, specifically, for example, when they are approving the capping of uh, you know the, the debt ceilings. Kenyans are very keen on those uh, that kind of an issue. The other element that people are very focused on is the issue of uh, the issue of uh, appointive uh, positions. Uh, Kenyans normally want to know who has been appointed, uh, for example, in in the various uh, ministries, in the various parastatals or various government agencies. And I think this is also to do with the issues to do with the regional balancing. Uh, we have that as a provision in our constitution that uh, various appointments should really uh, be reflective of the nation as such uh, for a country that uh, quite a number of communities uh, that comes in very often. The other element is also the issue of youth and women. Uh, people are very keen to see in elective positions how then has been the balancing done, uh, especially to go to the minority uh, communities or minority groups that we do have. And that's uh, people with disabilities, the youth and women and also the indigenous people who are also essentially marginalized. So it becomes a very huge topic when parliament is engaging on a point of position and the vetting processes that come uh, the vetting processes that come with the with that appointive uh, positions. Generally also uh, sometimes when we do have topical issues, when motions are being debated, uh, an example I would give currently is that people are really are really focused. Uh, they want to hear uh, more information, how parliament is debating the issue of L LGBTQ in the country. It has been an issue for some time now. So people uh, keep following up and asking, you know, what is the status? What has been happening? What is the repercussion of this? Can we see, uh, you know, the full motion? So on topical issues from time to time, uh, the public will be very actively uh, engaged uh, in the process. Right. Yeah. And I imagine uh, speaking of this topical issues, I imagine that national media as well is is another sort of user group that uh, consumes your data quite a lot. Yes. Uh, to be honest, uh, I think even at the moment we having discussions uh, with the various media houses, the major media houses on how they can also use our data to shape the, you know, the discussions that are happening. Uh, but at the moment, what they normally do is they get information from our platform. And then uh, sometimes from time to time, they get to invite us, you know, to speak to whatever is happening, the current, uh, you know, uh, topics for discussion, uh, discussions in parliament. So we normally provide uh, that kind of input and an analytical analysis on those uh, topical issues that have, have come up from time to time. Would you say then Zalendo has become a quite reliable source of information for the for Kenya? Oh yeah, for sure. What I can say is that uh, even the feedback we get from the media is that uh, some of the things can pass us. You know, sometimes uh, the media is normally allowed its presses in parliament, uh, but I guess issues to do with the um, issues to do with resource, uh, human resource, uh, sometimes cannot allow them. You know, to effectively engage, for example, every single day, follow through every processes, uh, every you know, uh, every table paper table in. Parliament. Sometimes they, they 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 rely on our website to follow through the briefings, 
the highlights of the discussions of the day, and then also get back to us on resource documents, uh, you know, to back up the various deliberations that are happening in the various houses. So I can authoritatively say that, uh, yes, Mzalendo, or Mzalendo Trust is, is a reliable partner when it comes to sharing parliamentary information uh, right. from time to time. I imagine then, because I'm, it's very interesting when I, when I was sort of doing research for today's episode, that, you know, there's also the, the scorecard system that you sort of assign MPs a, a score based on their performance. What was interesting to me was that there are uh, MPs and representatives who sort of bought into this because particularly those who uh, kind of shine in, in the scorecard system. Tell me about that scorecard system and does that increase the buy-in from the MPs and uh, uh, representatives in parliament? Mm. Yeah, to be honest, uh, you know, a scorecard is essentially a marking scheme uh, and uh, not everybody loves marking schemes and uh, being, you know, evaluated every time. But then uh, they are public officers. They accept that uh, they, they owe a responsibility to the citizens for their time and money they spent in uh, in parliament. And so even if it is, uh, you know, you would say some members, for example, who are shy uh, about, uh, uh, for example, who rank very low during the scorecards, right. uh, you know, feel uh, they're not happy about it. But what what is normally good is that we've we've received very positive uh you know feedback from them even those ones that are not uh, performing very well so they come they organize for meetings they come meet us and ask us so what is it that we can do to ensure that uh, you know we are, we are actively engaged because sometimes uh we are also engaged you know in ma- other matters of representation which don't necessarily need to happen within the par- parliamentary precincts. They can happen uh, at, the, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the at the at the constituency where they have been elected, but also a lot of work has been going uh, on uh, during the committee sessions, and for the longest time we have not been, you know, uh, accessing uh, committee reports and all that. So that has been, you know, the, the gap there. But we have highlighted uh, that, yeah, it's very important that uh, you are able to, uh, you know, table your questions in Parliament. You are able to, uh, you know, uh, you put put your bills, table various bills in Parliament. And also contribute even in other bills because uh, then we have a tool that if you click on and you put the name of uh, the member of parliament, it will pick out the number of times that he has appeared in the handset. So the, you cannot at least what 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 the parliamentary uh, the, the members of parliament agree with us is that the information we give is correct. Is that. Uh, it captures the number of times they have communicated in parliament right but it could miss also the number of contributions that they make during the committee sessions mm. and that has been something that we have been working on to ensure that uh, to ensure that we also get those reports so that that part doesn't miss but for those ones who have also been performing very well even those active members of parliament who have ranked very well in the scorecard have used that information and updated on their website saying they have ranked this and this on their Twitter handles, on the other social, social media handles. 
they have also used that as a platform to go back to the electorate and seek votes saying that uh, during this uh, session uh, we were very i was very active i promoted this number of bills i contributed uh, and debated this number of uh, uh, bills and uh, put questions so then on that on that premise alone uh, if mzalendo trust has been able to recognize me then you accept that uh, you should give me another term so we normally reward them we give them uh, rewards for those ones who have performed ex exceptionally well and uh, and we categorize you know in the women category for example under the health sector who do we have as the biggest performer and as such this information i can uh, say that uh, they have used this information also for political mileage but for us to also challenge their counterparts that while you are in parliament yeah your contributions are important and i remember recently when we were doing it the inductions induction process was happening for this uh, 13th parliament the president was actually very categorical that don't uh, you know appear uh, lowly rank, ranked in the, in the in your in your work as a parliamentarian right so you should ensure that you are very active and you are able to move uh, your legislative work uh, very well yeah. Right. And I think one thing we forgot to mention is that on the tool itself, sometimes you have, and like most of the time you have comments that people have made about particular um, bills. So if an MP has commented on, 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 on a bill for youth or whatever, whatever other bill there is there, you guys put up the, the comments on there. How do you think that plays out? Do you think people receive that well, that, that, that they see the comments from the MPs about a particular issue? Mm. Uh, I think the members of parliament love that and the public also love that because they mm. want to know uh, their positions on various issues. So that complimented and followed on Twitter, quite a number of members of parliament will come back and say, uh, thank you guys, uh, even on our Twitter handles, they'll comment and say, Thank you so much. Uh, you highlighted the work I've been doing and I've been receiving, you know, calls from my people uh, wanting to know uh, what is the progress, how uh, things are moving. So essentially you, you're profiling the work that I do. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, you know, I imagine that seems a little trust. Um, so I want to talk about the Charter Project Africa and your involvement with that project. And uh, I imagine you're one of the more experienced organizations uh, that are part of, of this project. I want to talk about what's your sort of involvement uh, in this uh, program as a grantee looks like and, and why you decided to participate in this, in this, in this project uh, in the first place. I, I think our the support that we have received from the Civic Tech Fund has been really uh has really propelled and profiled also the work that we do as Zalendo. Uh I must mention that uh, we now very responsive in terms of uh, you know collecting feedback from the public uh through the various support that they have given, uh not only financially. But technically, Civic Tech has come through for us uh, in terms of giving us, you know, the technical support in form of fellows who have really assisted, uh, you know, where our tools were not responsive. How do we, you know, better them? But that, uh, but that, uh, that, that, that has been very important for our work, and we we're really grateful for that. But also with the sub Civic Tech, we saw an opportunity that uh, yes, Mzalendo works around Parliament work. And we call this our National Assembly or our Parliament, our houses. So we wanted to know how open are our houses. 
uh, the project was gracious enough to allow us to conduct what we call like the East Africa uh, Open Parliamentary Index, where we did this. Uh, if you look at our report on our website, you will see that we did this for almost um, all the countries in East Africa. And we are able to gauge like, uh, no, uh, if you compare the Kenyan parliament with the Ugandan parliament, how open is that uh, parliament for its citizens? Can citizens access, for example, this information we are talking about without, for example, the help of any other organization? How accessible are their members of parliament? So we wanted to do a baseline to just understand uh, that uh, that it is critical to know uh, which country is doing well, which country is also doing badly, and how can we also, you know, as Mzalendo Trust, share the knowledge uh, and uh, learn also from them where they could be doing, you know, so well. Uh, because we realized, for example, uh, when you look at public participation, the levels of public participation in between the, the countries are different. And they're different in the sense that you can learn from their unique context and share that. So with the support of Civic uh, Tech Fund, we've been able to do that baseline survey. And we are hoping that going forward, we will actually conduct an index in this region. And that information will be critical going forward towards engaging on peer learning but also advocating you know, for adoption of various tools or various processes that make uh, parliaments open to the citizens that they're su- supposed to represent. For listeners, please you check our show notes to see the, that report on the parliamentary houses. We'll provide that report for you guys to, to, to take, a, take a look at and read. I want to talk about, because I know there's been attempts to sort of duplicate these uh, parliamentary monitoring tools for other countries, right? But obviously there's challenges because the systems aren't, aren't the same, right? There's different parliamentary systems, and so you can't exactly duplicate that. What are some of the challenges? I, I imagine there are people who are listening to us now who want to sort of have their own parliamentary monitoring system or tool. Um, how, what are the sort of challenges that they need to look forward to, and how do you sort of overcome those challenges as somebody who's starting out developing such a tool? I think the first challenge, uh, and what we 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 have we have been ideally dealing with but it has continued to change with time is that uh, the, there is a principle that parliament has to accept that the information it collects is for the benefit of the citizens and as such if it is for the benefit of the citizens then it is important that that information is able to be relayed uh, you know to the public so that the public can actively engage the other element is that uh, we have been trying to make a case that the issue of public uh, uh, public participation is not only an accountability issue, but it's an issue and an important element uh, to the extent that it is important for citizens to own whatever parliament produces. If it is a legislation, it is equally well implemented if the citizens know and understand uh, what the contents of that legislation are. In as much as they donate their powers to parliament, it means that that parliament has to be responsive to their needs. They have to be factored in in that. So that is the first principle that the various parliaments uh, have to accept and adopt uh, towards ensuring that, uh, you know, the various platforms are open uh, for use by citizens. 
the other element is that uh, it is not a cheap, uh, you know, is it is it is relatively a costly affair. But we normally make a case that you shouldn't be cost. You should look at the overall, you know, satisfaction of citizens in the in the in the duties that you carry for them. So when it comes to the issue of cost, then you know citizens are okay to know that parliament has been allocated, uh, you know, this and these resources, and they will effectively go into ensuring that while it's delivering on its mandate, we the citizens as citizens. We are at the center of that. So there is that element of cost uh, and ensuring that, you know, it is an agreeable one. I know in an, as Mzalendo, there are a number of initiatives that uh, that our, our partners have supported, but it couldn't have been easier for parliament, for example, to go through the process, the bureaucratic processes of, uh, you know, getting the financial resources, but with their support and working together, you know, working on a memorandum that this is not going to be, you know, a, a fight. It's going to be a complementary partnership whereby you gain uh, from, a, from us profiling your work and we also gain, you know, from your goodwill, political goodwill in ensuring that your work is also available and uh, available and accessed uh, by the citizens. Right. Yes. And I imagine you guys would be an authority on this, uh, particularly because, you know, you're one of the more oldest parliamentary monitoring uh, tools that have uh, been around. Do you have sort of uh, workshops or masterclasses where you sort of teach people how to sort of develop these, how to sustain them? Uh, have you had sort of people reach out to you for help? Yeah, we've we, we've been actually uh, we've we've been trying right now to build a network in East Africa, uh, a, a, an open parliament uh, whereby we have you know various civil societies that do monitoring. For example, in Uganda, we're doing some peer learning sessions with them. The la- the the latest one is actually in Southern Sudan, which is a very uh, a very nascent parliament that they do have. So we have been working with the civil society societies uh, and organizations from there to, to show them what we have been able to do over the years and uh, how they could, you know, uh, replicate the same uh, in the various countries. So I must say that uh, we've had a number of learning sessions in East Africa, but also importantly for us also in the West Africa, where, for example, they have developed, uh, they have a parliamentary openness, uh, an openness index for West Africa, we have also been able to learn from them uh, how they did it, what were their parameters, how have they used uh, that index, you know, to, 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 to enhance their work and engage further. And as such, we hope to also have the same replicator. So it works both ways that we get to learn from each other and share experience. And without, I believe, uh, all the organizations uh, experience some growth. Right. So for people who want to contact you and, and sort of learn from you, how do they go about that? Is there a, a program that they can enroll in? Um, how do they go about contacting you? Yeah, I think uh, on our website, our contact addresses are there, but also on Twitter, you can reach us on Twitter. That is um, Zalendo Watch on Twitter. Then we are able to get back and agree which areas, uh, you know, we can we can support or work together towards, uh, you know, conducting a peer learning or sharing and uh, of sorts. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, please check out uh, our show notes and our show description to see all the places where you can find Mzalendo, um, Mzalendo Trust, Mzalendo Watch. Any last words? Any last thing? Any projects you're working on right now at, at Mzalendo? 
Uh, we we working on uh, quite a number of projects, but uh, mostly is just also institutionalizing, you know, uh, institutionalizing this parliamentary engagement between citizens and the public. And as such, we have been uh, working on various memorandums of understanding with the various directorates, departments and committees of parliament so that uh, any information that uh, is required or uh, citizens want to engage, they can engage. We are also working now, as I have indicated, that we are preparing and looking for ways to ensure that we conduct that parliamentary index for East Africa. We believe this will open a very big opportunity for us and the organizations in East Africa to advocate for various changes that could be, you know, uh, closing the spaces uh, for engagement with the with, with, with the parliaments, uh, with the various and respective parliaments. The other element is also we are going now to the county assembly. In Kenya, we have county assemblies that, uh, you know, do their own legislative work at the county level. So we are working also towards ensuring that whatever is also happening at the county level is not forgotten while we focus on the national level. So these are exciting projects that are coming up and uh, we should be able, you know, to be sharing these insights uh, from time to time. Right. Uh, so people must uh, uh, take a look and, uh, at your website, at your um uh, Twitter profiles and LinkedIn everywhere, um, or, or all social media to check where what you guys are doing. Uh, in the meantime, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us, Philip. I, I think it's been a pleasure for for us to learn about your platform, but also thank you for uh, unveiling, you know, and sort of showing us what's happening because there's so much mystery around Parliament and and what's happening there. Uh, so thank you so much for sort of removing the veil and allowing people to learn more about things that are of concern to them. Great. Thank you for also having us and also profiling uh, the work that Mzalendo is also doing. We'd be happy to keep also learning from what others are doing. That way we go, we grow stronger together. Right, right. And that concludes this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and review the podcast and please see the episode description for all the places you can follow and engage with the Civic Tech Innovation Network. Until next time, goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by Civic Tech Innovation Network in partnership with Voice of Vids.